This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's the Now News Panel on AMI. I'm joined by Joita Gupta and Michelle McQuig. We've got one more topic on deck, and this one coming from the world of entertainment. Sort of. Netflix is taking some heat for not including the historical fiction disclaimer on the new season of The Crown. If you're not familiar with the show, it's about the royal family. Ish. I'm using ish a lot in this segment. Dame Judi Dench state, uh, stirred up the controversy saying that it's disrespectful to the monarchy not to have that disclaimer on it. Uh, Joita, you thought this one was really interesting. Why? Well, to be honest with you, it's because I was going to pitch the health minister's meeting, but you oh. beat me to it. <laughs> it's the beauty of our email chain. Whoever, whoever gets the first email in first gets to pick their topic. Yeah, early bird and all that. Um, but it is an interesting topic. It, it, it It's... Um, very much uh, top of mind. I think a lot of us will be staying up late to watch the fifth season of The Crown. And there is something to be said for uh, where you draw the line and where you, to how much creative license one actually gets if you are dealing with very recent historic events. You know, do real people get a say in how they're portrayed on screen or is all manner of uh, fictionalized, fictionalization excusable if we say it's under the auspices of, of creative of liberties and license and you know ultimately should there have been a disclaimer there's no harm in having a disclaimer so there's something to be said for netflix refusing to put one there in the first place yeah i mean this this to me I, we're using the word controversy i i think there's way more oxygen in the world to be put towards more important issues than this i do think this is a prime example though of just put a disclaimer on here like it takes no time to put up the disclaimer it takes three seconds before an episode rolls Although the other side of me oscillates a little bit and says, are we really at this point where, like, we can't comprehend that a fictional TV show is not an exact recreation of real historical events? Like, I, I, I waver on this, yeah. Michelle. What about you? Yeah, can I put on my overthinking champion hat here? I think we are at that point. We are living in an age of extreme misinformation where people misappropriate things all the time, where there are so many counteracting narratives to things. Um, I do think it... It's such an easy solution to just make it abundantly clear that this is a fictional account. It, t- it takes no time to do this. There are people who are going to misconstrue events on the crown and go and try and update a Wikipedia page. You just know this is going to happen. <laughs> this, it, it does happen. Um, I, I don't necessarily think people make that distinction. And, and I do also think that, and this is a bit of a journalism lens coming in here for me, but some of the events that are supposed to be portrayed in this next com- upcoming season of the crown, which I, for one, will not be watching because I... I just didn't get it. Um, I tried season one and I was just not into it. But um, some of the events that they're trying to portray there are, are, are honestly, they would be pretty, they would be considered libelous if they were put into a, a nonfiction context, I think. So with that in mind, uh, to me, this has nothing to do with the recent death of the queen or the recent changes in the monarchy. Some people are positioning it along those lines. To me, it's not really about that. It's about transparency and doing whatever small part even a media or a a producer of film and TV can do to limit misinformation. Joita, what do you make of just simply the fact of the no disclaimer being there? 
I honestly agree with you. I think the controversy has been over has been blown way out of proportion. It's not difficult to put a, a, a disclaimer on if they really wanted to, but nor is one truly required in this instance. A good analogy is Shakespeare, where you get into a lot of historic drama, but we don't see disclaimers in a, in front of Shakespeare's work saying, this Antony and Cleopatra play does not depict historical events exactly as they took place however thousands of years ago. It's absurd. I mean, there is an extent, to, there is a point at which people realize that what they're watching is a fictionalized and slightly dramatic account of a real world event, uh, events and real world people. So I don't think that a disclaimer is truly necessary, but it could have been something that Netflix uh, could have done. They did put a disclaimer in the in the trailer saying that it was inspired by real-life <laughs> events, but not in the actual episodes. Really, there was no harm in putting a disclaimer in there. The other thing I'll say is that not everything in the Netflix uh, seasons preceding this uh, was sensationalized. So a good example is the two cousins with developmental disabilities. Uh, I don't think that's a story that has been that was widely known by the public before The Crown came out about the two cousins who were all but forgotten by the royal family who lived in institutions for the majority of their adult life. And I think in that respect... I've been wondering if this whole kerfuffle about disclaimer or no disclaimer has less to do with questions of accuracy and fairness and more to do with the fact that the portrayal of the monarchy in this very turbulent decade, which is the 90s, may not have been as flattering to or complementary to the monarchy as um, as monarchists would have liked it to be. So I, I'm wondering how much of this is actually flowing from the anticipated content in, in season five. Yeah, I, I think to a degree we have to let entertainers have some creative license mm-hmm. in entertainment. Um, but I do agree with Michelle to a degree as well. Michelle, I like that you put the overthinking cap on that says we do have to be careful about how much we sensationalize <laughs> something, how, how, how deeply we go into. I just don't think the monarchy is necessarily the type of institution that requires that kind of protection if we were going to be talking about like say a 9-11 style uh style movie or like a a COVID-19 style movie at that point I'd be willing to start throwing up a few more red flags I really don't care if this makes the monarchy uncomfortable or makes monarchist lovers uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I I I, with you on that I definitely agree there are bigger fish to fry out there but I will say that pop culture does go a long way to shaping perceptions of things and there are elements of past historical figures that have been entrenched in pop culture that are not accurate. And that's come down over time. I'm thinking one example, I wrote a story about this a long time ago with King Richard III, whose uh, legacy and, and popular perception has been largely shaped by the Shakespeare play where he's cast as just an irredeemable villain. Mm. And there's more to it than that, as we, as some of us know, but most did not. And I certainly did not until I had to write a story about something Richard adjacent. I have a cool yeah. job. Um, <laughs> M- Michelle, but- we, Michelle, we got to go. We got to go. We've we've literally got a hard out here to get to the Remembrance Day uh, coverage here on AMI TV. But Michelle, Juita, thank you both for this. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. <laughs> 
The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.